For a second there, I thought you were going to say you were excited that I was preaching, but that, that's not what happened. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Just one, just one. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. If you guys want to open up your Bibles, we're going to take a look at, uh, we're starting Romans chapter 12, verses 1. Today is a very important Sunday. Uh, some of you might know it's the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, more importantly, it's known as uh, Bears Packers Sunday, right? And I couldn't find it in the church calendar. Um, it should be right there next to 21st Sunday after Pentecost. So if you're, um, you know, not doing anything and you want to see hopefully what is a good football game, I have some fears that it might not be a good football game, but, you know, we're still praying. Either way, it'll draw me closer to the Lord. Uh, we're going to open up um, in Romans chapter 12. I just want to uh, follow up this week. Last week we talked about um, abiding in the presence of the Lord, abiding with the Lord and letting him you know, do some work in our lives and, and letting everything that we're called to do, everything that we're asked to do res- be as a result of being in his presence, as being a result of, of being with him and letting him work on us. And, and this week I just really wanted to, to follow up uh, and kind of dig just a little farther into kind of what happens, one of the, some of the things I think that happen. Actually, not some, just one of the things that I think happens when we do that. And and it's interesting, as I was working on this, and then we kind of hopped into H&I, um, you know, the, the conference this weekend, like Pastor really said, one of the topics was, was renew. And I think one of the main things that happens, that should happen in our time while we're abiding with God, is that our mind is renewed. Um, It reads this way. Let's just look at this real quick. Romans chapter 12, verses 1, 2 says, I appeal there to, uh, I appeal, man, I tell you, reading. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual form of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know, I've always, I've always loved that set of verses. You know, it, it actually has a number of, of uh, what I would call spiritual disciplines in there, you know, that we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy, that we worship him. But most of all, I've always liked this idea of renewing our minds. You know, um, many of you, you know, if you have children or if you have employees or, or anybody that you're kind of in charge of, we spend a lot of time helping those people renew their minds, remembering what they should and shouldn't do, remembering what we asked them to do. You know, Paul actually says a, a number of times, I'm going to say this again. It always encourages me because, you know, that way I can preach the same thing over and over again because Paul did it. Paul always was saying, I want to remind you, and, and I've said this before, and, and you just want to kind of dive in just a little deeper this morning, but our minds are, are a superpower, in my opinion, that God has given us, if we let him renew them, because sometimes our, remi- our minds are a superpower that, that actually works in the reverse, because memories are, are just an incredible thing, you know, and it's amazing what triggers memories. You, you can be walking and you smell something, and it triggers a memory from your childhood. You're walking, and you, and you see something, and it triggers this memory of your mom or your dad or our brother or sister or even an event in your life. I've, ha- I've had it happen where I'm watching TV, you know, some kind of, you know, um, TV show, you know, like a drama or something like that, and see something on TV that reminds me of a friend that I haven't seen in, you know, 25 years. Just amazing 
the power of our mind and the things that we remember. But the opposite is true, too. Sometimes we smell things and we have horrible memories. Sometimes we see things and we have memories that frustrate us or anger us. Or sometimes we see somebody and then we remember what they did to us and that comes back. But I believe that as we abide with the Lord and we stay in his presence and we let him renew our minds, then our memories can become things that are more powerful for what God has called us to do. And I believe that our memory, as we move through this world, and we're talking about getting ready for the things God has for us, getting ready for the battle that we're going to be in, our mind and our memory is one of the things that we have got to get right with God. We have got to get right. We have to understand who we are and who we belong to. I said it last week, who we are and who we belong to. It's one of the things I say to my kids every day as I drop them off for school. You know, and I don't say that to them so that, you know, they hopefully behave well. Yo, remember, you're my kid. Please don't embarrass me. Have you ever been told that? Don't embarrass me. If you embarrass me, I will take you out of this house, right? I will take you out of this car and sit you in a corner. No, I never got to sit in a corner. You know, I, I don't say it to them hoping that they behave well and that they respect, you know, our name, that they remember and, and respect their teachers, that they behave well and do all the things that they're asked. I I speak that over them, hoping, hoping that it, it continues to remind them who they are in Jesus. Perverted. It always come crushing down. It always come crashing down, and it will put you in a place of depression and anger and frustration because you're not fulfilling the call of God because you don't know who you are and you don't know who you belong to. And so I speak that over them every day. And actually, I speak that over, uh, uh, you guys remember Kim Kyle? I, I got it from her originally. It's not my own idea. I got it from her. She said her dad used to speak it over, over her. And I, I got it from her when she was working here. And, and, and it just always stuck with me. But it really kind of comes, for me, it kind of comes out of First Peter. And this is where I want to dive into just for a minute. And I would just want to remind you of a couple of things this morning that I, I just want to help renew your mind of a couple of things this morning. One being who you are and who you belong to. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 verse 4. If you're there, you can read along, follow along with me. It says, as you come to him, the living stone rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priest, offering sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious stone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who don't believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. And the stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans 
that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. One of the things I want to remind you of and that I believe as, as you spend more time with God, he will remind you of is that you are chosen. And I think it's very important to remember this, that this is something that we need to renew our mind with every day, that you are chosen. That you weren't just left over, you weren't just the last person around, you know, that, that whole, you know, picking teams and all that kind of stuff. You weren't just the last person left, but that you were chosen. Often we forget that. Often our memory, especially as we, as we dive into hard things or our life gets a little tough or our things you know, just aren't going our way, we forget quickly that we are chosen by God. We forget quickly that we belong to him, that we are his, that he created us, that he formed us, that, that he is shaping us. I want to remind you this morning above all else that you were chosen. You were not an afterthought. You were not leftovers but you are his choice. And James, it says you are part of his first fruits, the best of what he created. I want to remind you this morning that you were chosen. See, when we un- remind ourselves of that and we remember that we are chosen, we begin to understand a little better about who we are, our identity. If we let anybody else form our identity... You will never walk in the will of God. If you let yourself form your identity, you will never walk in the will of God. If you let what others think or what others say or or what others think you should be form your identity, you will never walk in the will of God. You're part of that verse in in Romans 12. says, as you renew your mind, you'll be able to understand the perfect will of God. One of my heart's desires is to always walk in the will of God. Well, some of that starts with understanding who I am, that I am chosen by him. See, God's in control of our identity not anybody else. But in that, when we are chosen, it says that he begins to form us. It says he begins to shape us. He says he'll build you into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering sacrifices acceptable to him. It says that you once were not a nation, and now you are. You once were not a people, and now you are. See, he takes those that have no identity and gives them the identity that he created them for. It's important to remember this over and over and over again. And here's why. If you didn't catch it at the beginning of verse 4 and following, it says, as you come to him, the living stones rejected by men. Yeah, I believe God calls us to do everything that Jesus did, right? And Jesus was the living stone. He says, so are you. You are the living stone, the spiritual stone. But here's the deal. You're going to be rejected. You've already been rejected. We've all walked through rejection. doesn't matter if it's somebody close to you or somebody far from you. We all have experienced rejection. And the problem is our mind likes to remember those. Our mind likes to remember those people that rejected us, those places that rejected us, those jobs that rejected us, those churches that maybe rejected you. Our memory and our mind likes to focus and dwell on those things. But when we abide in Christ and we let him shape us and form us, we remember that's going to happen. Jesus never said you're not going to be rejected. Jesus never told us it's going to be easy. He never told us to say, hey, listen, you're you're chosen. It's okay. You're never going to have these problems. No, but we have to remember we're chosen. 
so that when we face those battles and we, we walk through those things, we, we walk through that rejection, we can remember no matter what, I am chosen by God, creator of the universe, who is Lord over all, King of kings, Lord of, Lord of lords, has chosen me. doesn't matter who rejects me. It doesn't matter who, who doesn't want to be around me. It doesn't matter what people say. I am loved and I am chosen by God. And not just that, it says that he builds us into a people, that he builds us into a house. It's amazing the power that somebody has when they speak negatively to you and how quickly we forget all the people that surround us on Sunday mornings or in our microgroups or in our small groups or wherever you might be around other Christians. We will forget quickly all those people that love us and that are being built together, that are being built into that royal priesthood. It's not saying you're just being built in a royal priest. She's being in a royal priesthood. As we abide with him, let him renew your mind. One of the ways we renew our mind is by putting this into practice. Well, one of the things that, that Peter is saying here is, is that you're chosen. And this is not just, um, hey, I'm choosing you for what you do. Like if you've, if you've played basketball or football or baseball or whatever you've played, or, you know, whatever teams, you know, I don't know what you played in your backyard, and you were being picked, usually you're being picked on based on what you have done, right? You know, because they've seen you do things, and they've seen you play ball well, so you get picked. And then, you know, the poor kid at the end, who evidently doesn't play as well, is left there. But you are chosen because you are God's. But you're not just chosen because you're a God, not just chosen to secure yourself or chosen to make you feel good. It says you're actually chosen to do something. Billy talked about it last week. We sang about it this week, about shouting for the Lord, calling out and crying out for the Lord, shouting his praises. If you read in, in chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. See, we're not called and we're not chosen just so that we can feel good. We're not called and chosen just so that, that we feel more secure. We're not just meant to sit around and be the chosen people of God. What's that phrase, the frozen chosen? Yeah, uh, the frozen chosen. That is not the call. We're actually called and chosen by God to declare his praise to those around us. We're called to shout it from the rooftops. We, we sang about it last week and we talked about it, that we won't be quiet. The rocks won't cry out in our place. We're called to declare the praises of God. There's power in our testimony. Revelations 10 tells us that they overcame the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You're not chosen just to sit around. You're chosen to declare. And it's amazing what happens when you begin to do that. And actually what happens with your mind. You know, again, as, as my kids are uh, bringing home homework every day, I realize how much I've forgotten right? How hard fifth grade math is. And I'm just going to move out when they get into ninth grade and 10th grade, and I, I'm just out. But what I do realize is as I begin to work with my kids in math, I, one, I, I teach myself some new things, but then all of a sudden I begin to remember a few things that I haven't used in 30 some odd years. You know, that as I begin to step into them, I'm like, oh, I remember this, and oh, I remember this, and oh, I remember that. The same happens when we begin to declare the praises of God. 
when we begin to share our testimony with people and say, this is what God did in my life, you begin to remember other times God did things in your life. I know that happens to me when I begin to share with somebody and they begin to share with me. All of a sudden, these, these memories and, and these times in my life begin pouring back into my heart and into my mind. And I begin to remember over and over the things God did in my life. A I, I, number of times somebody has told me, and, and I should start listening, um, that I should write down all these times that God moved. I've talked about it here. It's been a long time. We've had God move in our, way, uh, in our life financially in, in ways that's just unfathomable. I, I can't even explain it to you. But then often, you know, I get a bill that I don't expect. It's, you know, like 50 bucks. And I have this moment of freaking out. You know? I, I have completely forgotten. And I, and I don't remember the times that God has moved in my life. All I remember is now I have a bill and what am I going to do and how am I going to pay it? This is the renewing of our mind. When we begin to speak out, when we begin to tell people about the, the, the times God has moved, it says, it says, when he called me out of the darkness into his wonderful light, we begin to tell people about that, your mind will be renewed over and over. So not just in the presence of God when we're abiding in him and he's, he's shaping us and he's teaching us and he's showing us and he's reminding us, but as we begin to tell people about the goodness of God in our life, you will begin to remember those times that he moved. And then your mind begins to change. Your mind begins to be renewed. And so if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So if you take the time this week and tell at least two people about something God did in your life, take the time this week to tell two people about something God did in your life. And there's some rules, okay? It can't be, you know, like somebody you live with. You, you need to tell somebody else. But you will see the change in your mind. You need to let the Lord renew your mind because as we begin to walk in this world, as we begin to fight for what is right, the truth of God and the salvation that he is providing, we will meet rejection. We will meet opposition. And if we don't hold on to the fact that we are chosen, if we don't remember who we are in Christ, that we are a royal priesthood, that we are a holy nation, that we are a spiritual house being built, and that we belong to him, you will quickly fall into, I belong to no one, or I have to please them, or I have to please this person, and I don't know who I am. But I want to remind you this morning that you are God's chosen, not an afterthought, not a leftover. You are his chosen. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you that you have chosen us. You have called us out of the darkness. You have taken us out of the mire. And you have brought us into your light. Lord, I pray that each day we remember who we are and who we belong to, and that we would walk in that. Lord, that we would declare the praises of who you are, that we would tell our neighbors, that we would tell our coworkers, that we would tell the people we come across every day about the goodness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>